My name is Andrew, and this is the Who Dat Discussion, a New Orleans Saints podcast where we talk about all Saints news, opinions, and reactions. So we have a lot to talk about this week, you know, coming out of the bye week, you know, going up against the Ravens in Baltimore, and then also with a lot of rumors and news this week, I think we should just get right into it. So we're going to start with the Saints news, then we'll go into a preview of Saints-Ravens, and then we'll finish it off with some Who Dat Nation fan questions. We got a lot of questions this week, and I'm really excited about that. So we're just going to go right into it. So first, there is the rumor that Patrick Peterson could come to the Saints. Now, obviously, that would have to be in a trade. I mean, the Cardinals have him right now in Arizona. I mean, they only got one win. They're basically out of it. They said they're open to trading Peterson. That's really what's all been said. There really haven't been any reports connecting us to Peterson. But, I mean, just coming into it, I really feel that he would be a good fit for us, but I just don't think that the Saints will pull the trigger here for many reasons. I mean, just looking at it, I feel that first, I mean, there really hasn't been any reports, you know, connecting him to us. I mean, just looking at it, really the only report that was said was that, you know, the Cardinals are open to trading him. But besides that, you know, there's no report. There was a low-scale news um, agency that said maybe, you know, we looked into him already, but I don't even think that's true. I mean, they don't really have credibility. I mean, they could be right, but the odds of that's probably pretty low here. They don't really have any real sources, but I mean, you know, I really feel that if we got him, I mean, him opposite Lattimore would just be a huge step up. I mean, looking at it, you know, looking at his career stats, he's got 22 interceptions in only seven years. I mean, he's looking at, you know, he's had 30 sacks, over 320 tackles. That's really, really good. It's, you know, he's a good player. I mean, he's a, you know, explosive player. You know, obviously Saints fans know a lot about him from LSU. He's a great player at LSU. I mean, to me, he's just got elite talent that when you put that opposite Lattimore, it's going to make our defense a big step up. And and that's nothing to do with, you know, how the bag Kenny Crawley or PJ Williams, but cuz I feel like they're getting better, but you know, if you have a chance to add this talent, I mean, I think you should do it, but I don't think the Saints will pull the trigger just for many reasons. Number one, I think the money is a reason. I mean, he is going to make 11 million dollars, you know, this year and we only have 3 million. So that means we'd have to move a lot of cap around, you know, trying to get players to restructure. I bet players would do that or maybe we trade a player with a lot of you know, cap to them. I mean, that's obviously a possibility, but I just don't see that happening. I mean, but you know, obviously Mickey Loomis, he's like a wizard with the cap, so anything could happen there. I mean, just looking at it, I mean, I would give up, you know, a second and a fourth at most. I don't even want to give up a second and fourth. I mean, I would much rather give up maybe the second from, you know, the 2020 draft and then the fourth from this year's draft because, I mean, right now, you know, the Cardinals, obviously, they don't really have that much leverage with Peterson. They're probably not going to keep him if he ever went to free agency in two years. So, I mean, for them, you know, and he's also getting older and they're rebuilding so he's really not in their plans I think they do trade him but I mean to us I mean I don't really see it happening I don't see the Saints pulling the trigger as I said before you know I mean look we talked about the money I just also feel like the chemistry is a big thing too I mean I feel like Simone Payton and Mickey Lunas feel that you know the chemistry of this team is getting better and better each week and I just think that I mean looking at it I mean I don't think they're gonna want to mess that up so I think that's a big thing too I mean sometimes you can't ignore talent and that's what Peterson has obviously a lot of Saints fans want him Obviously, you know, but I mean, I think sometimes I don't think the Saints are ready to make that big trade. Look, maybe they are, maybe they do it, and then, you know, they're really, really big Super Bowl contenders here. But I mean, you know, this defense is getting better and better each week, and they're progressing, and it's definitely a progression. We see it from week to week to week. I mean, the last two weeks, you know, that we've played, the defense has looked very, very strong there. But I feel like, I mean, with Peterson, I think this defense could become a top 10 defense, but, you know, he's that kind of talent. But, you know, other things could happen where, you know, Peterson maybe even gets hurt or, you know, that starts trouble in the locker room. He's not known for that, but maybe in the new locker room setting, you know, he's not the best guy here. And then, you know, the chemistry becomes better. 
bed, you're adding a new guy into here. We don't want that to happen. So, you know, you're going to have to take that calculated risk to do it or not. I mean, look, I would. I would love Peterson. But, I mean, looking at it, you know, I don't think the Saints do it just because with all the factors in there, it's going to be hard. Also, you know, the deadline's only in about a week. So, I mean, you're going to have to move quickly on that. I mean, I don't know what they would want. They probably would want a second and a fourth. And I don't really know if I'm ready to even give that up. I mean, some people were saying Crawley in a fourth, and I wouldn't want to give King Crawley. I feel like he's going to be a solid player. I mean, Peterson's, we only would have two more years of him, and then what are we going to do after him? So I feel like, you know, he's, you know, kind of an integral part right now, and he needs to get better. And he has been playing better of late, but I feel like right now, I mean, the way, you know, Crawley and P.J. Williams have, you know, progressed, I wouldn't be surprised if they just stick with them. And they are getting better, so I think that's, you know, a fine thing. I think, you know, putting your trust into them is not the worst thing in the world. So now on to just some quick news. The Saints signed um, Jay Bromley, who we've signed a couple of times throughout the year, and cut Dimitri Goodson. He's the cornerback that we signed just two weeks ago. I mean, I think they did this because of... Um, you know, a Taylor Stallworth is questionable, and they need that, you know, defensive tackle depth just in case, you know, Stallworth can't go. Stallworth does have the, you know, sprained ankle, and we don't really need that cornerback depth really anymore. Not really that many injuries on there with if Lattimore plays. So we don't really need Goodson, so I think that was a good move there. Obviously, just a depth move with, um, you know, veterans there. But I feel like that's really all it is. I mean, Jay Bromley played for the Giants last year. He played really good in the preseason this year, so that's why he's kind of sticking around here. I mean, so I feel like he can definitely be a part of definitely a veteran part if, you know, he can stay with the team just in case injuries happen. I think he could be, you could count on him. I think that's a big thing there. And then also onto some injury news. Just we have two people going into the, you know, injury front coming into practice. I mean, the Saints haven't released their injury report when I'm recording this. So, I mean, you will see that. But, I mean, the Saints right now have two injuries right now. And both are questionable going into the game against the Ravens. And the first is Marshawn Lattimore. So, Lattimore, you know, he had that concussion early in the Redskins game. He's still in the per- the concussion protocol excuse me but um you know supposedly according to Sean Payton he's still in it because they haven't practiced yet once they practice you know he will progress and get out of that I think they say he's progressing well and that you know he's looking to play Sunday so that'd be obviously really really big so it seems like I, I think he's gonna play Sunday obviously I don't want to jinx it knock on wood there but I feel like I mean he's gonna play there and then Taylor Stallworth who, I mean, who has played great. He was an undrafted free agent this year, but he's been very, very good in the defensive tackles. But actually, he's playing his way into the lineup, into some snaps here. And, you know, he has a sprained ankle, but it's not a bad sprained ankle, they say. He's questionable for this week, and if he hasn't played this week, he's definitely going to play next week. I mean, I, I think he's been really, really good. I mean, definitely, you know, teams should have drafted him. They passed up on him, and now they're paying for it now. I mean, I feel like, you know, he could be an integral part to this defense this year. He really has been so far. I mean, he's been great against the run. I mean, he's also, you know, picked up a fumble. He's done a really, really good job there. But, I mean, I think if he doesn't play, it's not the biggest of deals. You know, our defensive tackle depth is really, really good with Onyemata, Tyler Davidson, and Sheldon Rankin. Sheldon Rankin's obviously having an amazing season there. But I think that wraps up with injury news. And then let's just go right into talking about some Saints. Ravens talk here. So first we're gonna start with some notes and then we'll go into the storylines and then we'll go into the position preview. But um first we'll start with some notes. So the Ravens are the only team that um the Breeze hasn't beaten and she's only one of two teams that Sean Payton hasn't beaten. So going into this game, I think it's kind of a big game to get that, you know, jinx out of there, get that um you know kryptonite out of there and have a really good game coming off the bye. I feel like that's a big note just to note that, you know, this is the only team the Saints have really had trouble with them and really the Broncos are another team that we haven't beat. So looking at that, this is, I mean, going to be a tough game. I really think we've had trouble with them over the years because we've had physicality issues in the past. I think this year we've changed that, but we're going to 
going to have to go toe-to-toe with them and you know be very, very physical with them. I think a key to this game, which we'll get in a little later, is to win in the trenches. I feel like that's going to be a big thing for this team. You know, can we really keep on winning the trenches? Because we have been winning the trenches all year. So I think that's going to be a really, really big thing. Even the game we lost, we were, you know, very, very good, you know, at protecting Breeze and, you know, stopping the run for the other team, even though we weren't really getting pressure on that first team. But we still did a good job in the trenches. I mean, I think we're going to have to do the same thing, you know, um, against the Ravens. I think that, you know, we've done it all year. We're going to have to keep on doing it. And this is really the first test for this team because this is a very physical team applying away. So this is going to be a really big, you know, task for this offensive line and defensive line to help, you know, get and disrupt Joe Flacco and sack him and, you know, stop the run with, you know, Alex Collins, you know, Jory's Allen. And then, you know, what you're also going to have to do is you're also going to have to then protect Breeze because, you know, they've had the most sacks in the league, you know, this year. So I think that's going to be a big factor in this game. But on to our next note, and that is that, you know, the Saints are 6-2 and two coming off a of bye since 2009. That's obviously a really, really big note there because the Saints are able to, you know, really get rested up and play a really, really good game, not play sloppy, not play tired, you know, like they haven't played, you know, you, you haven't really stopped momentum going into a bye week. That's obviously really, really big as well. So it seems like we have that formula to win coming off that bye week. That's obviously a really, really big thing there. And then also our last note is that, you know, Baltimore has the most sacks, you know, of a quarterback, you know, in the whole league, you know, with 26 sacks. And, you know, the next team, you know, close to that is, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they only have 22 sacks. That's four sacks. It's like a game difference. So the way they've able to, you know, rush the quarterback, we're going to have to stop that. You know, obviously our offensive line's been, you know, top two, top three in the league, and that's going to have to continue, and we're going to have to play elite. You know, their pass rush is elite. You know, you got to look at it. They've got a lot of young players. You know, you got to just look at it from there. They play that 3-4 defense, so they have a lot of guys. You know, obviously from Terrell Suggs, who's been really good. Then to Brandon Williams, Michael Pierce, Brent Urban. These guys have just been able to rush the QB and have a lot of success there. I mean, looking even at CJ Mosley, who's a linebacker, he's a, such a good linebacker. So looking at, you know, their kind of their linebackers and, um, you know, defensive line, they really have a very, very good front to rush the QB. And they've done really, really good. So it's going to be a huge test for our offensive line there. I think that's going to be a really, really big test there. I think it's a big note. Now, on to the storyline. So, how are we going to do coming off the bye? I think we obviously touched on it in the notes. You know, I think we have that formula. I mean, it's really coming off to it. I think it's going to be really, really big is to keep that momentum from the four-game winning streak before the bye. And you're going to have to come and play really, really good after the bye. Play well-rested and play, you know, ready to win the game. I think this team will be ready to do that. And I think it's good we're well-rested going into this physical battle. It's going to be a very, very physical battle. And I think that, you know, we're going to be able to go toe-to-toe with them. I think that our team in the last two years has played much more physical that we can go against these teams and I think that you know I this is this is the team that I think will able to win on the road and win at home I think they have the formula to do that obviously with the running and we're gonna have to run the ball really really good in this game slow you know not even their offense is not really that good slow their pass rush down I think it's gonna be really really big there but I really feel like that's what is coming off the bike can we play energized instead of playing you know let down and playing like we're tired you know and we don't have any momentum we got to play with that same momentum from the last four games there then also you know how is the improved secondary can play obviously this week you know the Ravens don't really have that many weapons you know Michael Crabtree played really really good last week and Bully Sneed and hold friend there but besides that they don't really have much you know firepower you know in the receiving game there you know look at their running backs I mean they have Buck Allen who catches it besides that they don't really have much you know from the receiving standpoint so I think our secondary I think we're going to be pretty 
you know, strong there just because, you know, I think if Lattimore plays and goes up against Crabtree, you know, Crabtree's not amazing. And then really after that, it's really your slot guy, Willie Sneed, and we'll have to stop him there. But besides that, I mean, looking at tight ends, we'll be able to stop tight ends really, really good. They have Mark Andrews, who they got in the draft. You know, he's a good receiving tight end, but I feel like, you know, this is going to be a big big game for the secondary to have another really good game I think that's what they need you know even if they're going up against bad you know wide receivers or not that explosive players it's good to just you know have a good game have your confidence up and get you know um, wins like that I feel like that's really really big if they can win this game because of you know the way the secondary plays and they're stopping Joe Flacco throw the ball I think that would be a you know huge confidence booster for the secondary now look I don't think the secondary is going to be the reason we win the game, but I feel like, you know, coming into this game, if they can be a part to win that, that would obviously be really, really big there. And on to our third and final storyline is, are we, are we going to be able to keep Breeze clean? Obviously, we talked about it, you know, just in the notes, but I mean, this is a great pass rush, as I said, and that, you know, this offensive line coming up, our offensive line has been very, very good, you know, from right to left, you know, with the right tackle, we do have, you know, Ryan Ramchek, right guard, Warford, center, you know, Unger, left guard Andrews Pete, who's been able to stay healthy the last couple of games. Obviously, knock on wood there. Hope he can, you know, he can keep that healthiness going. And then also, um, you know, left tackle has been amazing. Tyron Armstead, he's actually rated the best offensive lineman in, you know, this whole season. I think that's obviously really big. He had that potential, and now he's really showing it. You know, he hasn't got injured yet again, knock on wood. But I feel like that, you know, if they play up to their, you know, level they can play at, you know, Breeze is going to get protected. Maybe they can make it some sacks, you know, especially on the road, you know, in Baltimore. It's a tough place to play. It's not the easiest place to play. It's going to be probably cold. I mean, so looking at it, I mean, yeah, Breeze is probably in the passing game in general is probably not going to be as explosive as it is in the dome. That's just the way it is. But I think that we're going to be able to run the ball really good. And, you know, and their run defense hasn't been as good as their pass defense. So, you know, Kamara, Ingram, you know, we're going to probably have to lean on them. You know, obviously with Breeze. But if, you know, we can run the ball really good, set up the play action, that's going to make it much easier on Breeze. Breeze is playing at the top of his game right now. Really, I don't think any quarterback's playing better. So I trust him to have a really, really good game here. But if he doesn't, and I feel like, I feel like this running game could help him. And that's going to be aided by the offensive line as well. So, you know, I feel like offensive line is going to be key here. I feel like Breeze, I mean, if he keeps clean here and they don't give up a lot of sacks. Now, if they give up one or two, it's not a big deal. But, you know, they can't give up like 11 like the Titans did last, you know, week. So, I feel like we come into this game. We play strong. We play our football, especially with the offensive line. They give Breeze time. Breeze can throw those routes to Thomas across the field, those crossers or, you know, those deep crossers. Or he can throw, you know, the seam route to Ben Watts. I think Ben Watson against his former team could have a really big game here. I think that could, he's going to be like the sleeper type of player. I also think Traquan Smith's going to be in the game as well. I think he's going to take over Ginspot by the end of the year. I really feel that. I, I want him to take Ginspot over there in the year. Ginn has not played that good this year. I mean, I like Ted Ginn. He played really, really good for us last year. I thought he was going to be just as good this year, but he just really hasn't. Drops have came in. The what came in earlier in his career and also you know you got to look at you know how the the electricness of his you know running and how fast he is it's gone really it's not fully gone because he's still running the ball down the field but even breeze tries to throw the deep ball he's not feeling any separation you know and you know breeze I mean, that's that's a hard throw. You know, if you're throwing the ball 50, everyone says he can't throw the ball deep. I think he could because, you know, when you're throwing the ball 50 yards down the field and, you know, has to be in a perfect one spot, it's hard to do that. I mean, it's different when it's 30 or 15, but he's not getting enough separation on that deep ball. Traquan has, and, you know, is really only opportunity. So I think you got to put him in there, see what he's got there. Also, Cameron Meredith, I think, is going to become a more integral part. Someone just dropped him in my fantasy league, so I picked him up. That was obviously really big there for me because I think he's going to get more into the game there. But we'll get on that a little later. But I think that's all it for the storylines now just get on to our group by group preview and then you know we'll start with qb so here it's drew Brees 
versus Joe Flacco. So first, you got to look at Joe Flacco as really, I mean, he's an average QB. Average. I think that's what he is. He hasn't really given any weapons in the last couple of years. I mean, the last time he was really electric was when they won the Super Bowl, but since then, he hasn't really been very, very good. I mean, looking at it last year, they went 9-7. They lost, basically, you know, obviously because of the Bengals, you know, having a big play at the end of the game, but he wasn't able to really come back and win that game. I think, you know, kind of his magic is gone. To me, he reminds me a lot of Eli Manning. You know, he kind of has that way about him. He's pretty clutch, but I feel like he hasn't had that clutchness lately, just like Eli hasn't. But, um, you know, looking at, you know, Flacco, I feel like Flacco, he's a player that sometimes can surprise you. I think that's kind of what we're looking at. His arm talent is very, very good arm talent, but I just don't think he's at the caliber of Breeze. No one's going to think that. Breeze is the much better QB. I think you're just looking at it, the way Breeze is playing, he's playing like an MVP candidate. I mean, just looking at it, he has the, obviously now the yards record. And he's just about to throw for, you know, 500 touchdowns, you know, and just the way that he's able to pick apart a defense this year is different than last year. I think he's playing better than he did last year. I mean, the way he's able to just, you know, go down the field, Michael Thomas, and, you know, especially last game, he was going to Michael Thomas, then he was going to Meredith, then he was going deep to Traquan, then he was going, you know, to Ben Watson over the middle. I think that's what the way he's able to, and then he was going, you know, Ingram on screen, so Kamara on screen. I think that's what he's able to do, spread the ball around and do really, really good things there, and he's able to pick up our defenses, and I think he'll be able to do that with the Ravens defense, but he's just a better QB than Joe Flacco, no doubt. Even on the road, people think he's bad on the road. He's even, you know, he's a very, very QB on the road, too, compared to other ones, but uh, he's definitely better than Flacco there, and skill position players. This is an easy win for the Saints. Just looking at it, the Ravens, you know, they do have some, you know, skilled players that are pretty good. They have, you know, Alex Collins and Javarius Allen out of the backfield, and they also have, you know, Michael Crabtree, Willie Sneed. They also have John Brown. You know, he's a pretty good deep player there. You know, and obviously the tight end, they have Max Williams, who's their, you know, receiving tight end. I think those are really their skill position players there, but they're just not on the level of the Saints. Just looking at the Saints, you know, with, between Thomas, Kamara, Ingram, I mean, Meredith, Traquan Smith, Ben Watson, they're just much, much better than what the Ravens could put up there. And I don't, no one's going to debate that. I think even, you know, the Ravens fans and even some Ravens podcasts, they're going to say that, you know, we have the better skill position players because we just do. And there's no debating it. It's not, it's just like Breeze versus Flacco. You know, we have the better, you know, flash. We have the better skill players here. And I think we all know that. I don't think we even need to talk, really talk about it. The way our skill positions have played, especially over the last few games, you know, they've been able to help Breeze out. And they've also been able to, you know, make plays on their own, which maybe last year they weren't. To me, they were a player away. And I think they added that player with, you know, that Meredith, Traquan Smith. I think that's really, and we saw it last week, and now I thought we were a player of the way earlier in the year when Ingram was out, and now Ingram's back. So everyone's really, you know, fully healthy in there, you know, I think, and that's, it's scary for other teams. I mean, if you want to run the ball, we can run the ball. Pass the ball, we can pass the ball. And to me, you're looking at defenses, they're definitely nervous playing the Saints. And the way Sean Payton could, you know, do play calls and stuff like that, and have Taysom Hill. I mean, that stuff is just, it's unstoppable right now for this team because you don't know what they're going to do. And the versatility of this team is, you know, very good as well. I mean, and just that's going to all, you know, be a very big reason why our offense is definitely top two. I think it's actually one in average points per game because, I mean, obviously we played one less game having a bye last week. But, you know, I think our skill position players definitely top of the league. And I think that's going to show in the game against the Ravens. And then now onto the offensive line. I'm going to give it to the Saints as well. I mean, the Saints, you know, top two offensive line. Now, look, the Ravens offensive line has been okay. They've not really been good against, you know, with the run. I think they've been, you know, better against pass rushing. But, you know, really, you know, he's gotten, Flacco has gotten some time. I mean, they're about, they're about an average offensive line just looking at it. You know, left tackle Ronnie Staley, um, left guard Alex Lewis, um, center Matt Shukra. Um, then they have Marshall Yandu, who's obviously a really good player. And then they 
have James Hurst. Those players are, you know, they're good players, but they're, I mean, look, they have some, you know, not so good players, you know, snow namers, and they have some, you know, great players like Marshall Yonder is just a really, really good guard there. And then also, I just feel like that they're off the line. He's just not on the caliber of ours. So I feel like, you know, you got to give that to us there. And then we're going to go on to the defense. This is where, you know, I think it tilts more to the Ravens. Defensive lines, obviously, you know, you got to give it to the Ravens. Obviously, the Saints uh, defensive line has been better. But the Ravens, you know, they've been elite, you know, right now. The way they've been able to get sacks, the way they've been able to stop the run. Obviously, big things there. They completely stopped the Titans' offense. It's not like they have a great offense or, you know, they're not a good offense at all. But, you know, they put up an egg against them. So I feel like that's, you know, this defensive line was a big reason of that 11 sacks in that game so you know they're a very very good line there so I mean yeah you know they won it I mean as much as how good Cam Jordan's playing you know looking at you know Tyler Davidson David Onyemata Sheldon Rankin's having a great year and then also you know, Marcus Davenport who's played much better I mean they're playing good but just looking at it I you know the Ravens have just been better I mean there's nothing else you can say about it you know that's their probably best unit on their team so you gotta give it to them there then linebackers, I mean, they, they have some good linebackers. Obviously, they have Terrell Suggs. They have, you know, C.J. Mosley. But, I mean, I feel like our linebackers are playing, you know, top-notch right now. I mean, Demario Davis is playing one of the best linebackers in the whole league. I think he's ranked top five in there. And then also, I feel that the way that um, Anzalone has played, I think everyone's saying he's scared. I think he's actually playing pretty well. They're not awful, but just good enough, I think. And then also, A.J. Klein's been very, very good. So, looking at that, and now, you know, hopefully they get back Manti Teo. And then, you know, Anzalone won't be playing. Teo's really, really good there. I love the way he plays against the run. So, I feel like that could be a really, really big thing there. I'm going to put it as a push, just because they do have some star power with Terrell Suggs and C.J. Mosley. But I think we have a very, very, you know, solid linebacking core. We usually stop the run really good. We're one of the best stopping the run in the league. That's because of this linebacking court and the way we've been able to stop tight ends that's obviously really really big there so I'm um, you know push maybe a little to the Saints just because I feel like the Saints um offense is better and that gives the Ravens more of a challenge so for this game I think you give it a little edge to the Saints and then the secondary I think the Ravens just win this one I mean just looking at it looking at their secondary they have you know obviously with the safeties are really really good with Eric Weddle you know Tony Jefferson and then their cornerbacks are Jimmy Smith and Marlon Humphrey they also have Brandon Carr in the slot there and that's really really good I mean that's just a, it's a good solid secondary there and you know I think our secondary I, I need to see a little bit more before I'm putting out you know at better than other teams because right now this is a solid secondary and I don't think ours is at that solid range yet we played much better of late you know playing a little more conservative which I really like playing the zone that's really big there I think you know Lattimore if he plays I think it's gonna make this a little closer and, and I think that you know he's gonna be I think coming off this concussion protocol pretty soon I think that he will play obviously not going would have been saying that a lot this episode but you know I don't want to jinx anything but you know looking at it I mean you know Ken Crawley and PJ Williams have been better of late. You know, we got to give him that. Justin Hardy, you know, how he played last week. If he ever comes in again, if Lattimore doesn't play, you know, I have full, you know, confidence that he can be a very, very good player there. And then also our safeties, Von Bell has played really, really good to so give it to him. And Marcus Williams has just been average. You know, I think that Bell has actually outplayed him. So, I mean, right now, I mean, we're, I think, a little below average secondary, but I think we can become average above average secondary later. I think we're playing the last two games. We played like an average secondary, maybe a little above. But, you know, you got to put the whole season in and the beginning we were just god dreadful so right now you know put them a little below average if they have one more really good game here i think you can put them above average or at least average there but i think the ravens have that and then coaching and special teams i'm gonna give the edge to the saints the saints coaching as much as john harbaugh is a really good coach sean payton i think is a better coach and i think that just shows through play calling also getting his guys ready to play and also how the saints 
are able to get momentum. I think that's really because of Sean Payton and how they're preparing for Sean Payton. John Harbaugh's a really good coach, but I think Sean Payton's better there. And, you know, and, and this is in the group of this coaching. I'm also going to put special teams in there. And special teams, I'm going to give the edge to the Saints just because I feel like we have a little more firepower with Taysom Hill and Justin Hardy. been really, really good special teams players. Obviously, they have Justin Tucker, who's one of the best. He's the best kicker in all of football. But, I mean, you know, Will Lutz has played really good. He's actually was, yeah, I think he's just as good as a kicker right now, how he's playing. Obviously, he missed an extra point. Besides that, he's been really, really good there. And then also, you got to look at, you know, their punter, Matt Cook, has been good, but I think Morstead's better. And then I feel like our returners are better than theirs. But, I mean, that's really what you got there from special teams. So, on to some score predictions. And I feel like this is going to be a close game. It's going to be well thought. But I do think the Saints are going to get the edge here and pick up the win. I am going to go as a final score. I'm going to go 27-21 Saints win. I feel like we may not hit that 30 mark, but I don't think we'll have to. I think our offense will do pretty good against this and will fare well against this very tough defense. I think our offensive line is going to stop their pass rush, and we're going to have a pretty good game here and hopefully come away with the victory there. So with all that said, I think we should get into some Saints Houdat Nation fan questions. So our first question is from... Houdat nine forty one twenty three, and he said, um, you know, can you just recap, you know, before the bye, what do you've seen from this team, you know, up to the bye, and then what do you think going forward? So I feel like, you know, this team really they didn't start well. Obviously, we know that they had a bad loss, but they've gotten better progressively every week, and you got to look at that as to the coaching, got to look to the players. They've you know really worked hard to regain that form that I feel like we saw in 2017. I think they are regaining it slowly. I don't think they're at their full max potential yet, but I think they're getting there and they're getting close to that. And I feel like they've done it pretty quickly, so you got to give them there. They're kind of getting in stride right when they need to. We have a really tough schedule coming up. But, I mean, I really feel like that's been the really big recap here. We've gotten better every week. The offense has been amazing. Drew Brees has been, you know, the MVP caliber quarterback. He always is, you know, obviously face of the franchise, everything. Running game has been, you know, and now I think it's going to get back to it. Beginning of the season wasn't as good. Kamara, I think he had to get into a role where, and I think it was kind of Sean Payton. Sean Payton was running, you know, Alan Kamara and Mark Ingram type, you know, runs. And then he started running him in the outside zones that Kamara did last year. And he became really successful. So I think that's really big there. And, you know, so I feel like that's obviously a big thing. You know, I feel like now that both running backs are back, I think that's going to bring a lot of stableness to the offense and even the whole team in general. And then also, you know, this, um, you know, the wide receiver's been really good. Michael Thomas has gotten a lot better, I think, over the offseason. He's playing better than he did last year, getting more touchdowns than he did last year. That's really big. And, you know, the pass rushers got really gotten better progressively. Marcus Davenport starting to show up. But I really feel like that's big. And it's a really good thing that, you know, coming into the by 4-1, that's exactly where I projected them to be. But, you know, I think this team, I mean, they're at a good place. I mean, obviously, you'll take 4-1 and one any year. But, you know, just looking at it, I feel that this team in this stretch, you know, they've, they've gutted out wins. You know, looking at the Browns win, looking at the Falcons win, they gutted out those wins. So, you know, obviously, that shows a lot about this team, how they're confident to get wins. I think that's really, really big there. But, uh, yeah, I think that's where we are going, you know, into this next game coming out of the bye. And where we're in the future, I think there's three games set here. With We have these two road games against the Baltimore Ravens and then the Vikings. And then we play at home against the Rams. This is going to be a big three-game stretch that I think, you know, we're going to have to pick up some wins here. So, I think that's going to be really, really big there. So, now, on to our next question. And that is from, you know, a Saints fan from NY. He said, how long do you think you need to stay in the New Orleans or, you know, or Louisiana, you know, to get a really good trip down there and also go to the Dome? So I feel like, look, I went for three days um, and then left, you know, very early the fourth day. I feel like four days would have been enough. I think maybe one more day would have been cool to, you know, see 
a little more of the city, but I feel like I got a good enough dose of the city. I really know what it's all about now, and I'm just so happy I went. Obviously, I talked about it a lot last week, so I won't go in that much depth, but I feel like, yeah, I think four days is a good, you know, number there, just the way that, um, you know, to, to see the whole city, obviously, go to the Saints game. That's obviously a big thing for Saints fans. Yeah, obviously, that game was one of the best, you know, sports moments of my life. I think that was just was such a great experience, so that was really, really good there. On to our next question from Saints fan 23 and he asked um you know coming out of the bye do you think there could be a letdown and you know look I just feel that this team I don't think there will be a letdown I mean this team the way Sean Payton I think he has the formula to be really good coming out of the bye and I feel like this team I don't I think they know that they're they're too good for a letdown they're they've been working really hard during the bye and you know as obviously they visited their colleges their old colleges alma maters they've been spending time with their family but they're also working hard and I think you know, now they're back to practice and I think now it's fully on you know the Ravens getting better for them and I think it's ready you know to have a really really good game I do not think there will be a letdown there so our next question is from Huda at 1341.23 and he asked what was the best part of being in the dome to me the best part of being in the dome was to I mean obviously I said it before and you know it was really a sense of community you felt in there you know with all the Saints fans how loud everyone got I mean that you know it just it's it's you know second to none I mean like I don't even have words really to describe it the way you know the fans come together as one community obviously you know everyone's different but the way you know this you know fan base can come together in one place and just cheer for their team I mean just how loud they got how everyone was screaming on third downs it's just you know it's experience like one another I feel like that feeling it just made me feel like yeah this is our yeah, I felt very very proud to be a Saints fan you know even though you know the look I've never been to the dome before that you know I mean I didn't really know many Saints fans before you know starting this podcast and stuff like that now I really feel like you know this is this fan base and obviously you know huge Saints fan obviously I was connecting even before this some fans on Twitter but it's not the same you know at you know like I'm doing now and I just you know I really feel even you know obviously this trip I saw it completely but even from the you know weeks prior to you know since I started this podcast you know the Saints you know they're like a part of the city and like the people you know it's part of their life you know I mean just I mean, to think about it some you know fans are just like oh it's just you know a game on Sunday then after that we go along with our you know lives win or loss obviously it's good if they win but you know if they lose not that big of a deal that's how some fan bases are obviously diehard diehard fans are not gonna be like that but just I feel like every Saints fan is a diehard fan just looking at it I mean the way that you know the stadium came alive I mean that's just I mean that never I've never seen that before and I've been to a lot of sporting events but I mean to see that stadium come alive is just such a big thing I mean Saints fans you know this the city is so in one with the team it's just you know it's amazing to see everyone saying who that everyone's talking about the game coming up and I feel like that's just you know that's the culture you want to see and then obviously it came to the dome and you know the, the feeling of that you know just being in the Saints fan community obviously feeling that for like the first time really fully for the first time cheering with all the fans and everything I mean that's just it was just the, such a great experience and look I've been a Saints fan you know for a very very long time and obviously I feel like you know looking on because you know look obviously I had social media before this and obviously you know you connect with people Saints fans you'll look at it but you know just cheering with other Saints fans like I never really did that before so that was obviously just a really cool feeling and that's the sense I got just you know the sense of community that came together in the dome and just even the whole city you know that's just amazing thing there so on to our next question and our final question and that is from Pudet. 23, 13, 10 on 
um, problematic. And he asked, um, you know, do you want Patrick Peterson and what would you give up for him? So obviously we talked about this before, but I was going to do it really quick. I mean, obviously I want him. I mean, that's just, you know, with the talent, you can't, um, you know, you can't deny that. And what would I give up for him? That's where, like, I mean, yeah, if we're going to give up, you know, second rounder in the first from the next year, I wouldn't do that. You know, like I'm not, you know, just loving Patrick Peterson and wanting him fully. But I feel like, you know, if we can give him, I would just love to do, and this is what I'd be really okay with, giving the second from the 2020 draft and the fourth rounder next year. I think that's going to be where I want him at and what, you know, price I want him. But look, I'd be fine if they give up, you know, the second next year and really just blowing up that draft if that brings us, you know, far into the playoffs. So I feel like that's going to be a really big thing there. And obviously Peterson's, you know, not just under contract for one year. So, I mean, he's got a couple more years after this year. So obviously that's really, really big there. But I feel like, yeah, that's why I give up. Obviously I'd want him, but, you know, I think that's where it's going to be. Probably a second and a fourth. I just hope it's a second from 2020 because I don't really want to blow up, you know, the 2019 draft completely. And if we get Peterson, that's why I just don't think that we're going to get him. You know, I don't think we're get him because you know i don't think the ownership was going to blow up a complete draft for one player i just don't think they would do that maybe they would but i just don't think this ownership is really going to do that with jeff ireland such loves the draft and everything and just you know him loomis excuse me but um you know i feel like that's what we're going to do there so with all that said i mean i think it's time to wrap up this podcast so if you enjoy this podcast and you haven't followed already you can follow us on twitter at the who at this on instagram at who that discussion on podomatic at the who that discussion and also you can subscribe to our um, YouTube, Google Play, and iTunes channel. And on there, we are at the Who Dat Discussion. On there, please like, um, please comment, please leave reviews, you know, rate us. That's just really helpful to see how that we're doing and just see you know, what we can improve on, what we're doing really good. I think that's a good way for us you know, to see that. And then also, we have some good news for people that listen to podcasts on Spotify. We are now on Spotify. So on Spotify, we are at the Who Dat Discussion. You know, just type us into the, um, you know, the search bar there. I bet you'll find us. I mean, in there, you can subscribe to us on there as well. So I feel like, you know, look, if you listen to Spotify music, you know, just hop onto the podcast, listen to our podcast on there, tell people about it. If they, you know, listen to Spotify, tell, tell them if they're Saints fans to so check out the podcast, that'd be really helpful. And also, you know, if you want to send a question in to be answered on the show, you, you can um, tweet us at the who that this, as I said before, um, you know, you can comment on any of our videos or you can email us at the who that this at gmail.com, you know, do any of those stuff, you know, we'll definitely answer your questions. And if you don't want your answer, question to be answered on the show, excuse me, um, you know, I'll answer it for you, you know, through the email or, you know, on the comments, you know, just, you know, tell me that you don't want it answered and I'll, you know, just answer you right back right away. I've had a couple people do that. So I just want to say that on the podcast and just one more thing, you know, if you like this podcast, please share it. I mean, you look, I mean, you can share it on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, really anywhere that would just be really helpful for me. I mean, we are growing at a, you know, good rate. I mean, I feel like, you know, our last episode was one of the highest, you know, viewed episodes of, you know, the Hudat discussion. That's obviously really, really big. So I just wanted to say thank you to the Hudat Nation for, you know, listening and, you know, commenting and doing all that great stuff. You know, we've had a lot more, you know, talk to the fans of late. We had a ton of questions this week. That was really, really cool. You know, so I think that's just all really good stuff. Hudat Nation has been so kind to me and, you know, just starting this podcast and now it's, you know, popularity has grown since the beginning. I just can't believe that, you know, it's grown this much. So I just got to give it all to the Hudat Nation. Just thank you guys so much because it's just, it really means a lot to me. So, you know, with all that said, I wanted to say thank you, prove them right, and who dat?